0: hello hawks fans welcome to the sports ethos atlanta hawks podcast i am tim moguls and today we'll be breaking down an atlanta hawks win how about that the toronto raptors 125 to 103 and all, as always i am with my co-host mikey kabrinsky mikey it feels nice to say hawks win right here
1: What's your overall feel of this one? It certainly does feel good to say uh, breaking down a hawks win. The the, the first part that we get uh, to break down to break down Atlanta Hawks win. So definitely definitely gonna enjoy this one. But this was a complete win. I think that is the best way to describe uh tonight. The Hawks did it on both ends, good shooting, ball movement, spacing, and the defense. I think Quinn Snyder switching switching the starting lineup, it put it on Yeka Okongu at the four with Capella and then moving Sadiq to, to the third. that really helped the hawks because especially against the raptors the hawks are undersized and that kind of combats that and the hawks the hawks really played a much better on defense with this with this lineup just because the post-up threat wasn't always there with siakam or barnes whichever one was playing at the four it wasn't always there and i think that was a huge adjustment from quinn and a much needed one uh, as they dominated this game really
0: Yeah, and, you know, me and you have talked about the two big-man lineup, Onyeka shooting the the corner threes, and with this two big-man lineup, the, the main anchoring part of it is the defense. And the first game in Toronto, we switched the starting lineup and decided to go with Wesley Matthews instead of Garrison Matthews so we could put more ball pressure on guys like Dennis and Scotty up top. And with Siakam having such a great game in that first one, for Quinn to be so adaptive and change the lineup to go ahead and combat that, it, it's a, a great move.
1: Yeah. In addition to that, the defensive scheme that the Hawks played changed as well. The Hawks played a lot of drop coverage this game, and normally that's not something the Hawks have done this season. Now, against drop coverage, elite guards kill it. Um, I don't know how how many times the Hawks will play drop coverage this year, but against the Raptors who don't have a good offense and don't have elite guard play, that is the perfect recipe to, to have a good defensive game with two bigs and just deny, just just deny uh, uh, them get, uh, getting to the rim so easily. And I think that that was the perfect way to utilize that two big lineup so well. Akamu, Akamu is, is, is said before that he's still a center, but when he play when he plays at power forward next to Capella in this type of setting, the the defense for the Hawks, you could see that it, it was it was stifling all night pretty much. There was. No offensive rhythm uh, for the Raptors at at really any point. They never scored over thirty points in a quarter tonight. Tim,
0: yeah, and and also like the hawks suffer on the back line with sadiq bay and and even with deandre hunter back there because their their lack of you know paying attention to detail on cutters and stuff like that and and onyeka has done a great job at really kind of boxing that off and and kind of doing his own thing with it um let's go into this one a little bit so going into the first i felt like capella portal it was just a a back and forth it it was the capella portal show for for a minute um you know, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Oh, say, okay. Yeah, Capella. Capella ended up hitting his first. He had his first three shots, and uh, the, the the amount of times that he was just bullying Pirtle down low as to begin the game. Pirtle got his get back. Uh, halfway through the first, halfway through the first quarter, with putting up eight points himself against Capella's ten. But this looked like the Clint Capella from two years ago, the guy who was just dominating the paint, getting every single rebound, finishing strong at the rim, and you know he even took the ball a couple dribbles, banged into purple down low, and just dunked it with authority. That I've not seen that from Capella a lot this year, but that was a really welcome sight to see. With the Hawks generally being a high-volume three-point shooting team this year, them establishing their presence in the paint early really helped, I thought, throughout the second half, Trey Young was able to dominate from the three-point line, as well as Bogdan Bogdanovich throughout this game.
0: Yeah, and for for Capella, and I think that's all Hawks fans kind of ask for, is for him to go up with authority. Um, we've seen a lot of times where Clint has gone up with like a finger roll or a, a weird-looking floater thing that it just doesn't like, I don't even know what to call it, and you know, he's known for that little hook that he has, and, and sometimes it's pretty effective when he's hitting it but I I like to see him get up under the rim and just really go up with power and most of the time, a lot of centers they don't want to have nothing to do with that when it happens. Yeah,
1: in contrast from the game on Wednesday, Pascal Siakam really got off to a slow start. He didn't. He didn't hit. He he missed his first two or three shots and just wasn't in rhythm pretty much all night. Now I think Anyeka Kangu has a lot to do with that. He was excellent defensively against Siakam, and he Siakam didn't have a weird outlier shooting night from three like he did on Wednesday when he shot five to six from downtown. Uh, Onyeka really did a good job. And like I said at the beginning of uh, the top of the show, there was no easy post-ups for Siakam, for Barnes, for, uh, for, for Ananobi in this game. And the threat of Okonwu and Capella and even Bay, who's a really strong at that small forward position, that really helped as far as not having the Hawks having to overhelp and and kind of uh, cover for for other guys that just is a mismatch in the post for Toronto.
0: Yeah, and something you know going on a little bit further into the first one, Bogey got in this game. It, we we've talked about this countless times, but every time Bogey gets on the floor, it's like him and Trey just hit another level. And you know, I, I think that that's great. Yeah,
1: about about that about that three four minute mark in that first quarter uh, when Trey comes back into the game with mostly with mostly the bench unit, that the offense just seems to take off at those times. And Bogdan Bogdanovic now five, uh, five five games in a row with twenty plus points. He's just playing out of his mind right now, and definitely has to be considered uh, for the six for the six man in the year candidacy so far. He's playing at an elite level and just doing exactly what the Hawks thought he would uh, as a six man candidate coming into the season.
0: Yeah, and I, 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 I've i said it publicly, I think he's top two and I don't think he's two. Um, I think as the season, you know, goes further and further along, I think that his case will get stronger and stronger. Um, yeah. Moving on to the second, uh, something that, you know, was kind of noticed as – as the game was going along, is um, Darko Toronto's head coach um, was matching up Dennis Schroeder and and Trey Young's minutes. Um, I felt like that was really interesting for for Darko to do. I think that you know we we've talked about um, Trey and Dennis and how Dennis loves playing the Hawks. Like hey he always has you know good games against the Hawks. I think that's you know something for maybe maybe Dennis asked that uh, to to get the Trey Young assignment. Yeah,
1: especially in that especially in that first half it was pretty it was it was spot on um when trey came in true came in when trey came out then a Schreuder went out so it was it was pretty much spot on there and in this game just uh in contrast to wednesday shooter didn't really have that much that much of an effect on the floor tonight uh good defense good defense from trey young and uh, the back line of onyeka kongu Clint capella really helped that uh as you know uh the the back line, like you said with sadiq bay wesley matthews even deandre hunter if he's in the game which which he missed tonight Uh, Isn't the best,
0: yeah. And for the the Dennis shooter uh, matching up with Trey Young, um, that kind of got thrown off towards kind of the end of the second to kind of finish that one is Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn had four fouls in the first half, and that forced Darko's hand to to get Dennis back into the game. And I don't think their minutes after after that exchange at the fourth foul really never matched up again after that. And, uh,
1: Flynn Flynn did not have a great night tonight. Trey Young Trey Young was taking advantage of him whenever whenever he was on the floor, and uh, it, it was it was an all out attack. Trey was in all out attack mode whenever whenever he saw Flynn guarding him. So Trey knew when to be aggressive, and, and it definitely paid off. As we go a little bit deeper into the second here, the Hawks uh, had their had their first uh, you know little bit of a run there, seven to two run uh in the second to take a 48 to 40, to take a 48 to 42 lead and here, here we go with the bogey show again he, he had 15 ports already midway through through the second quarter there was nothing there was nothing that the Raptors could do to to stay to stay with him on that three-point line and it was funny because one one three-point shot that he took over Flynn he, they were staring at each other in the face with Flynn less than a foot away from bogey for probably like five six seconds bogey no dribbles pulls up and just and shoots it it looks like flynn even hit him on the wrist the shot goes in and bogey just runs down the floor like it was just a day at the office uh uh, for another three that was that was an that was just an insane shot but you know it's bogey so if it goes in it looks good Did you
0: notice Bogey's new three-point celebration?
1: Yes, Bogey did. Bogey did the Wesley Matthews three-point celebration, and and the camera uh, on Bally panned over to Wes on the bench, and he he was clapping and smiling. I thought that was awesome.
0: Yeah. So um, so maybe we get some uh, Wesley Matthews bogey three-point celebrations now. Um, I, I, so. I think I think that you know the the second quarter was where the Hawks really started to take off in this game a little bit. They started to find their feet, and they went on a 9-3 run to make it 57-47. I I think that, you know, we've talked about how the Hawks have been constantly trading blow for blow with teams. Um, You score a basket, they score a basket. I felt like the Hawks' defense really stepped it up in that second quarter and started getting stops when they really needed them.
1: Yeah, Uh, tonight, much much uh, much like on Wednesday, Garrison Matthews' minutes in both the first and second quarter were great. His energy on the defensive end, taking... The Raptors out of their rhythm, drawing charges, and he hit—he hit a contested, a fadeaway contested three by two people on the right on, on the right side corner. That was just an insane shot. But more importantly, I think for Garrison, it's the readiness. A veteran like that who's not playing every night, and with DeAndre Hunter out, you expect him to get minutes. He delivers. He delivers in those situations more often than not. And I think once he gets, once he got his feet under him a couple games ago you're starting to see the kind of impact that an energy-effort guy like that can make for this Hawks squad.
0: Yeah, and, you know, something we didn't talk about too, too much was Trent Forrest getting early minutes in this game. He did, um, I, I thought that Trent Forrest is another guy that when he comes in, he, he definitely provides good ball pressure from the point guard spot. I, I think that Trent is something that, you know, maybe um, – that something that the Hawks can look forward to if they need that ball pressure outside whenever Dejounte needs a needs a blow or whatever that is.
1: Yeah, uh, his, the ball the ball pressure is definitely his calling card, and any type of offense you get from Trent Forrest is, is kind of is kind of a bonus. But yeah, both both Garrison and Trent Forrest, two guys that really don't play that much, um, but are were able to make an impact, especially in the first half of uh, for Garrison Matthews. The Hawks actually held the Raptors to 49 points at halftime. They took a 59-49 lead into the locker room. The Hawks held a team to under 50 points in the first half, Tim. It's been a long time since we've been able to say that. Yeah, it's been a really long time,
0: and at the end of this game, and I don't want to spoil it too much, I thought the Hawks were finally going to hold a team to under 100 points for the first time of the year, and it just, uh, garbage time got us.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, as long as as long as Atlanta is as on, as long as they're on the winning winning side of garbage time, that that, that always feels good, so I'll take it for sure as we go into the third quarter here trey young absolutely took over this game in the second in the second half a little spoiler 29 points in the second half for trey young and that in that third quarter it was bombs away from 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 three and he was hit he was hitting everything trey young ended up taking 15 threes in this game hitting seven of them that that volume is just insane and the the Raptors kept going under under the screens uh for trey young I, I did not understand that game plan at all it was every time. It almost looked like the DeAndre Hunter game when he had that 30-point uh, performance against the Heat a couple of years ago. The Heat went under every single screen. It looked like the Raptors' game plan was that, while Trey's been shooting the three-ball for the past two weeks exceptionally. Yeah, and the thing
0: for for Trey is uh... – once he sees the ball go into the basket from that far out, he's going to keep shooting it. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's over. Like, And once he gets the feel of it, he is going to let that thing fly. And I'm telling you, the kid is cold as it can get.
1: Yeah, yeah, Trey. Trey absolutely, absolutely put the offense on, on his back. Honestly, in that second half, when uh, when when most of the guys weren't, weren't shooting as as well as the first half, Bogey actually didn't score in the third quarter. Uh, he he had a three in in the fourth to get his scoring going again. But um, yeah, Trey uh, was not shooting well in the first half. But uh, stars like that, once once they see how they're covering you through through most of the game, they're gonna make adjustments, and that's. That's what traded. He, he had single digits in the first half and ended uh, and ended with 25 uh, to, to uh, begin the fourth.
0: Yeah. And into the third, you know, I felt like the Hawks kept it going. Um, everything they got in the second, the second quarter, they kept it moving into the third quarter where in, in the previous game with, Toronto, the third quarter is where Toronto, I felt like, shot us out of that game. Mm-hmm. They shot eight from eight from deep. Like, it, it's one of those games where I, I mentioned it in the last podcast that Atlanta had to start, you know, enforcing their will on some of these teams. And they did that on the defensive end more tonight than I have seen them do it, you know, in the last probably 10 games. And that's refreshing to see. Definitely, whenever you're out, two of your best perimeter defenders.
1: Yeah, and in the third quarter, the the defense. Now the Hawks still ran a lot of drop coverage, but they also mixed in some zone coverage, uh, two-three zone, three-two zone. The the Raptors are not a good shooting team, so if you run a zone and 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 condense the passing lanes, they're they're able to they're able to really just take the Raptors out of rhythm and make them be a team that they're not which is an outside shooting team. We saw the Raptors have an out-of-body experience with the three-point shooting, like you mentioned, eight of eight in that third quarter and shooting over 50% from three on Wednesday night. But tonight, they kind of reverted back to that classic uh, Toronto that's not that great of an offensive team going 10 of 31 from downtown.
0: Yeah, and going into the, the fourth, the, to start out the fourth, the Hawks go on a 15-4 to four run. Huge. Those kind of runs we have been asking for out of this team for the last five games, I know. And it, it's been, you know, unfortunately the defense just can't hold up for the Hawks to make that kind of run. And, and finally, I think the Hawks have found something defensively that, that could get them, you know, in pace to keep these kind of runs going.
1: Yeah. When when the Hawks extended that lead with that run that you mentioned after Scotty Barnes kind of tried to take over this game really he kept uh, posting up Sadiq Bay in the mid post and it was it was working he the, he got the lead down to eighty nine to eighty three in the Hawks favor but uh, but after after a quick timeout timeout from Coach Snyder uh, the Hawks got, the Hawks um, with a bogey three got the lead back up to 95-86, and that, that kind of put, put the nail in the coffin as it, as it was because the Raptors never established any offensive rhythm after that for the remainder of the game.
0: Yeah, and into the fourth, Trey just let it fly. And whenever Trey's shooting the ball with confidence, uh, me as a Hawks fan, I love it because I, I trust no other uh, player on our team as much as I trust Trey Young shooting the three ball. Yeah,
1: tonight – Tonight, it just you had that you had that feeling when when he was shooting, it was going to go in. It, it was there. There are not many times when when that happens if, in in a, in a game or even in a quarter alone. But when it when it's a superstar, you just feel like you just feel like they, they that ball is going to go in every time they shoot. And that was what Trey did in the second half tonight. Um, yeah. And the the Hawks actually were on on the right side of garbage time tonight, which is the first time in a while they they had a they had a huge uh they had a huge 20 to 20 to 11 run to balloon the lead to one seventeen ninety nine, and that was basically all all she wrote for toronto
0: yeah and and after that the hawks brought in seth lundy who got his first nba minutes and got his first nba basket shout out to seth lundy um we've been watching him in the g league he's from he's you know just got drafted he's from penn state um I, i i have uh me, I, I liked his game. I think that you know he can he can really become a, a great player for this Hawks team. And to see him get his minutes and get a bucket was awesome.
1: Yeah, no no debate about it. He definitely got the game ball. Trey tra- tra- said in the, in a post game interview. Uh, with Tabitha Turner after the game, that he's given this game ball to Seth Lundy. said so no, uh, no Pacers Bucks uh, shenanigans over here uh, in Toronto with the Hawks and Raptors. As we move on, as we move on here to the box score, uh, we can we can start off with uh, Trent Forrest, who played 11 minutes. He didn't he didn't make a shot. He was 0-4 from the field, uh, but four assists, one steal, three rebounds. And like we said uh, toward the beginning of the show, his defensive impact really made a difference, especially in that second quarter.
0: Yeah, I, I thought Trent was really good. Um, moving on to Garrison Matthews, eighteen minutes, two for two from the field, two for two from deep. Um yeah, one rebound, one steal, six points. But what he brought in effort defense, man, it felt like those six points from him were were more like twenty because of the impact he had during this game.
1: That, that that's a great shout out. Yeah. It, it his points definitely felt more impactful. Uh for for Bogdan Bogdanovich, 7 of 16 from the field, 20 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 3 of 7 from deep. He continues to- Uh, to to put up his name in six man of the year conversations and let's see how long this streak of 20 plus points can go on for bogey because he's playing heavy minutes right now uh another 33 minutes in this one uh but it's not looking like he's looking to slow down anytime soon
0: no bogey's on a tear right now and i i I love it i love it let the man keep firing him Mm um dejounte murray um 33 minutes eight from 18 from the field uh one from six from deep um he has seven rebounds, nine assists, one steal, seventeen points. I thought Sadiq, or I thought Dejounte, played really well in this game. I think that he had a really rough game in Toronto Wednesday, and for him to bounce back like this, it's nice. Um, I need him to keep it going though. Yeah,
1: uh, I think the biggest difference from tonight's game with Dejounte was he was able to get into the paint consistently, especially in the third quarter. And when he does that, he's able to then free up himself for a lot easier mid-range shots that he likes to go to. So when he's putting pressure on the paint, in the rim, and also taking taking more threes, which he's doing right now, uh, that mid-range shot's going to be more available to him. And that's why I think he shot much more efficiently in this game than than he did on Wednesday. For Akongu, for now thirty three minutes, six of seven from the field, so that's the that efficiency back. Like I was talking about a couple shows uh, earlier, fourteen points, eleven rebounds, and a block. Now Akongu played the four tonight, but I, I don't think he's going to be a full time power forward for this team. Obviously, when Jalen Johnson comes back, he's going to be he's going to be there. But he played really well with Clint Capella, and when the Hawks are this small, DeAndre Hunter down with knee soreness, Jalen Johnson out. Uh, he was, he's he's going to get re- re-evaluated within the next week. Uh, I think the Hawks should go to this starting lineup more often than not. And, and it worked out tonight, but and Capella both played great.
0: Yeah. It just works out with teams that got a lot of length, And I think that, you know, there there's a lot of teams out there where this lineup probably would be the best case scenario for the Hawks. Um, okay. Moving on to Sadiq. Sadiq had 37 minutes, four from 12 from the field, three from eight from deep. Um, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 10 points. And I will tell you, the 10 points do not bother me in this stat line because I've seen Sadiq get up the shots from three-point land like Quinn Snyder has asked him. I thought he, you know, Sadiq has always been the hustle guy. I think definitely in the second unit, um, the rebounds I, I, to have a small four, getting 10 rebounds is wonderful for, for the Hawks.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree with you there. There he's going through a little bit of a shooting slump right now, uh, back-to-back games where he's not really shot uh, like he has so far to start the season. So I'm not really worried about that. Similar to, to what I was saying about a congo a couple of shows ago, I'm, the efficiency is going to get back to what it was, but uh, S- Sadiq, he's been getting better on the defensive end it's still it's still not great but over the last few games it has not been the as much of a glaring issue as it was uh, to start the season, so hopefully that continues in that same direction. For Clint Capella, nine to twelve on the floor for fifteen rebounds, three blocks, and eighteen points. This was a vintage, vintage Clint Capella game, Tim. Yeah,
0: I thought Clint played phenomenal tonight. Um, I, I I just need to consistency, man. Um, I, I think that you know, with with a lot of these guys as of lately, I need consistently because the Hawks went on on a um, pretty bad losing streak so hopefully they can make some ground up with some consistency
1: yeah and as we move on here to the, the player of the game for the hawks trey young in 36 minutes 15 of 29 from the field over 50 percent shooting 7 of 15 from deep or 38 points 11 assists five rebounds now those eight turnovers you don't like to see that but uh, that's that's really but that's really nitpicking here. Uh, he was uh, he was really good, and that that first half he it did seem like he was a little bit out of rhythm, turning the ball over uh, more often than we've seen. Not not making the type of shots that he's been hitting over the past couple of weeks. But in that second half, he flipped a switch, and Toronto never was able to turn it off.
0: Yeah, Trey, another masterclass. Back-to-back games in Toronto. Hopefully, Pascal Siakam got to see that, and thanks to that, I want to play with that, and we can we can find him a way here into him by the trade deadline. But moving on to the next game, this is part of uh, back-to-back. The Hawks play again tomorrow night in Cleveland. A banged-up Cleveland team right now. Um, they just lost Darius Garland for at least I think three three to six weeks. Um, Evan Mobley's out for I want to say at least
1: six to eight weeks with for Mobley.
0: Yeah, six to eight weeks. They're banged up right now, and uh, I think that this is a great opportunity for this Hawks team on a second half to back to back to to you know build on this win in Toronto. And add another win to the call. Yeah,
1: they the Cavs without Mobley are actually put. They're pretty small. They're probably going to start Donovan Mitchell at point guard, and I would assume Karis Levert is that second go-to scorer there. So. Um, parks definitely going to need to be uh, on their defensive game again, uh, stopping Donovan Mitchell and Karis Lever, who's who's a great scorer. Uh, so these guys, these guys can still put it in the basket. But the thing is uh, about the Cavs if, when they don't have Evan, when they don't have Evan Mobley, they're a small team. And uh, I wonder if they're, they're, they may start George's Niang at that four position. If they do that, I wonder if Quinn Snyder still goes with the Onyeka Okongwu Clint Capella lineup because the height difference isn't bad there. But at the same time that lineup covers up so much of the Hawks' backline defensive problems that I think Quinn Snyder can definitely consider using that.
0: Yeah, and I think it covers up some of your perimeter problems as well, where you have problems with guys getting into the lane. Um, I think that with O.O. being your help side guy next to Clint Capella, um, I think you know the versatility between those two and the shot blocking is going to deter guys away from the rim. Um, I think that... You know, something the Hawks need to really take advantage of is is getting into the paint Uh, offensively without Mobley there. I think that that's an opportunity for Trey and Clint to run the pick and roll with Allen. And we've seen it countless times where um, previous Hawks, like John Collins, used to baptize Jared Allen in the lane. Mm -hmm. And I think that if the Hawks can get that going, they're going to be hard to stop. The
1: Cavs' perimeter defense hasn't been great. Now They have a great back line normally with Mobley, but without him, now that back line and point of attack defense is a little suspect. So can the Hawks take advantage of that? And on the other end, on defense, can the Hawks keep Donovan Mitchell and Karis Levert from continuously getting into the lane? That is going to be huge for the Hawks because the Cavs are going to have a lot of shooters. Max Strus, George Niang, Karis Levert, Donovan Mitchell, Craig Porter off the bench as a good shooter. Uh, so these guys... These guys can all shoot the three well. And if Donovan Mitchell is keeps getting into the paint and collapsing the defense, leading to open threes, that's not a good recipe for Atlanta. Let's see if they can keep up the, the defend the defense like they did tonight and transfer that over to to the Cavalier game tomorrow with that being said that'll do it for this episode of the sports ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify Apple Podcasts and more you can follow me on x at pinwisher 300 and follow Tim at Tim Hawks 23 make sure to be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in the next one peace
0: peace